Welcome to Project Lakot HaSichis, Chelek Yudalid, Parshas Re'ei, Sicha Beis, page 53. The Sicha here is a Sicha on Rashi in this week's Parsha. Specifically, the Rebbe is going to be discussing the Pasuk of Voisid Bokun. And the Rebbe is going to be discussing the expression of Dveikus that it says in the Teireh in Parshas Vashanon, twice in Parshas Ekev and once in Parshas Re'ei. So I would suggest, if you want to go through the Sicha properly, take out a Chumash and have it prepared to see the places inside where it says those Lashaynas of Aboisid Bokon and similar expressions of Dveikus. And the Rebbe is going to discuss the different approaches of Rashi in each one of these places. So let's begin. Mefarish Rashi Ateves Uvoisid Bokan Rashi explains what's the kavana of the Torah when it says Uvoisid Bokan. You should cleave to Hashem. Hadbeg Bedrochov cleaved to his ways, connect to his ways. Gemel Chasadim do Gemilus Chasadim Kavar Mesim you bury the dead. Baker Chaylem visit the sick. Kamaisha Asakadish Baruchu just like the Eibushter himself has done. So. First, the rabbi begins with explaining what is Rashi coming to address here in the Pasik. Kavanasa shal Rashi bepashtos, the intention of Rashi on a very simple level, huliyashiv atmiyabizah, is to answer the question here. Is it possible to use an expression of dveikus that a person attaches and cleaves to the Eivishta himself? Which is, as we'll see, a question that Rashi himself brings up before in Parsha Seikib. So Rashi here as well is answering this question. Metaret and Rashi answers Shapirish Akasavu Hadbeg Bedrochov. You're attaching to the Ebishter through going in his ways. Gmel Chasadim Vachulu Kamoishas Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shal Yedeze Atadovik Bar Kadosh Baruch Hu. Through going in his ways is how you become attached to the Ebishter himself. Tzarech Lahavin. However, we have the following questions on this Rashi. Aleph number one. In Yinze Shal Adam Liadovik Bar Kadosh Baruch Hu. This is mentioned in the Torah before that a person should attach and cleave to Hashem. The Saif Parsha Seik, the Pasik there says, Cleave to Him. Earlier on in Parsha Seik as well, There Rashi does not explain the meaning of Dveikos like he does here in Parsha Seikh. That it means Dveikos and Ebishter's ways. And the Rebbe quotes, Allah Pasikola Dovka by Pirish Rashi, there in Pasha Sekiv Rashi says, Efshalayma Kane, is it possible to say Dvekus to connect to the Abishra himself? Fahaloi Eishhoichlahu, the Abishra is a burning fire. Elo Hadbek Bitamidim Ubihachomim, connect, attach yourself to Talmidim and Chachomim learning Taira, Umaila Nialechem, Kilu Nidbatka Nidbaktaboy. And I'll consider it as if you're attaching yourself to the Abishra himself. That's in the Pasukul Adafka boy. While the Pasuk is Avai Lekechatido, Oisei Tavoid, Uvoi Sidbok, Ubishmoi Tishaveya, Mefarish Rashi, so Rashi there says, This Avai Lekechatido, Vitavidloi, and Servim, Vitidbak boy, Ulaachashiyibucha, Kola Midasalalu, Oz Bishmoi Tishaveya. After you have all these character traits, so then Bishmoi Tishaveya. So Rashi does not at all explain the meaning of Vitidbak boy. He just leaves it as is. 
So the Rebbe explains, Hine mashalei mefarish gabi ladovka boy kemoshe pirish beparshasei nohat beg bedrochov. The fact that Rashi in Parsha Seikev, when he explains what dveikus means in relation to the Ebishter, does not explain like he says here that it means to attach yourself to the Ebishter's ways. Because that's clear right over there in the Pasuk before. Right before Ladovka, what does it say? To go in the Ebishter's ways. So it already mentions going in the Ebishter's ways. Especially according to Rashi, where Rashi there explained, So it's not only in the Lashon of the Pasuk, but the actual meaning that you should do Gmilas Chasadim like the Ebishter, Rashi says there in the Pshat of Lelechas Bechol Drachov. So Dveik is there, has to mean something else. So therefore Rashi says it means to attach yourself to Talmidim and Chachamim. But the previous pasuk there in Ekev, the question is, if Dveikus, in regarding the Ebesh, cannot be explained literally, and therefore Rashi has to explain its meaning, both when it says in the end of Parsha Sekev, when it says, so why doesn't Rashi explain the meaning of Uvay Sidbak when it says it the first time in Parsha Sake of the expression of Dveikus? Why there does Rashi leave the words Uvay Sidbak as is without any explanation? Beis, Leidogis, on the other hand, from the fact that in Parsha Sake of Rashi does not explain what Uvay Sidbak means. Now that I have a quote yet another place earlier, when the Abish speaks about Klal Yisrael and says, You are all attached to me, the Abishter. Rashi does not explain what this means. So it must be simply understood. There's no need, reason to explain anything. So if so, the question is on the other hand. The fact that Rashi gives a different pshat, a new pshat in the concept of Dveikus in the end of Parsha Sekev and in this week's Parsha, from where does Rashi take this? If the simple pshat of Dveikus is like the simple pshat like you see in Vashanan, that it just means Dveikim literally, Rashi doesn't bother explaining. So, how does Rashi know to change the pshat in the second time in Parsha say, Kevin, in this week's Parsha. Or why, uh, the Rebbe's question here is, Lamalon, why is there any need for Rashi to say anything? Why doesn't Rashi leave it at the simple Pshat? Oi, minole. If there is a point that you have to change the Pshat, what is that point? What's forcing Rashi to change the Pshat? If it's not like the simple Pshat that Rashi leaves it at in the in, in and in the beginning of Parsha Sekev. So basically, the Rebbe is asking me, Monavshach. Twice we see that Rashi leaves the term Dveikus unexplained, just leaves it literally. And twice Rashi gives a pshat for the term Dveikus. And each time Rashi gives a different pshat. So, does it need a pirish? Does it not need a pirish? What's going on here? Beis, the Rebbe continues, Now let's take a look further into what Rashi says here. In this week's parasha, G'moyel chasadim, k'voy meisim, bakachaylim. You should do Gimilas Chesed, Kvuras Mesim, and Bikachailim. Three things Rashi mentions. Mao Teichna, so the first question here is Mao Teichna, you shall Gmail Chasadim Khan. 
What's the meaning? What does Rashi exactly mean when he says Gemayel Chasadim? It's a vague term, it's, or it's a term that could be, include many different things. To do kindness, to share with others, what exactly does Rashi mean by this? And the question goes further, The other two details Rashi mentions, whether it's Kvura, whether it's Bikachaylem, are included in Gmilas Chasadim. So I have, if we mention Gmilas Chasadim as an all-inclusive term, so what's the two details that Rashi spells out, Kvari Mesim and Bakachaylem? Omnam Bezeyeshleimah. So the Pshara we can say here is as follows. Shagmel Chasadim Khan Ainin Prati. When it says Gmail Chasadim, Rashi is talking using an all-inclusive term, and it's not referring to any specific Gmilis Chasadim. It means generally. The general Indian of Gmilis Chasadim, which could include many different things. Ki im Gmail Kalmine Chasadim. This is the idea of attaching yourself to the Abish's ways, doing Milos Chasadim. And then you have the details that Rashi spells out, the Kvuras Mesim and Bikachayim. But Milos Chasadim is not referring to anything specific. It's, a, it's an all inclusive term that uh, is in the words of Milos Chasadim. That's L'chayr of the Pshatir. However, the question still remains, and the Rebbe has a couple of questions. Aleph number one, the parsha sekev al apostik lolechas b'chol drachav. Before, when Rashi explains the meaning of going in the Eibushter's ways, mefarish Rashi mahu goyim lachasadim afatik melchasadim. There, Rashi simply says the Eibushter's goyim lachasad. You should be goyim lachasad. Mibli lefarat esapratim dekvuras meisim ubikachaylim. There, Rashi does not spell out two examples of kvuras meisim and bikachaylim. Omanestana kam beparsha seinu. So why here does Rashi spell out the two details of kvuras meisim and bikachaylim? And if it is necessary to spell out examples for Gemilus Chasadim, someone Rashi mentions this concept that the Abish's ways are is Gemilus Chasadim, so Rashi wants to give you two examples. Rashi should have given you those examples the first time he mentions it. Why does he wait until this week's parasha here? Hey, another question is. Why doesn't Rashi mention? In the details of what Gemilus Chasadim consists of, Gamas Haprat Shal Gemilus Chasadim B'Mamayne. The simple and usual meaning of Gemilus Chasadim when you lend someone money, Haynu Alvos Kesef L'Nitzrachim, lending money to the needy. V'Adarabe L'Chol Rosh Havdei Lahavi Sugzeha Ikri the Gemilus Chasadim. Shouldn't Rashi bring this as the first and primary example for Gemilus Chasadim? Mikim Shuchiyav Mitzvah Mufareshes B'Teirim Kesef Talva. The Teirim mentions this clearly. This is mentioned clearly in the mitzvah of Mkes of Talva. So why does Rashi omit this most simple and basic interpretation of Gemilas Chasadim? Lending money is something that can be done in all kinds of situations with any person. It's something that's found much more often than the need of having to do the mitzvah of kvure or bikachaylem. So why does Anashi mention a more common, a more basic example of Gemilas Chasadim? Gimel, another question is, The source of where we find this concept that the Eibishter is going al chesed, then we have to go on the Eibishter's ways, comes from the Gemara in Masech Tesaita. Aval, Pirish Rashi, Bishinu, Bashmatis. Rashi changes and omits things that are mentioned there in the Gemara. It's brought in the beginning of this Pasik, following the Abishta's ways, 
Lahalech Achamidaisov to follow the Abish's character traits, and there the Gemara brings it Abish's Gaimel Chesed. Vilo Bipirish Rashi, Muva Enyan al Siyama Pasik Ubaisid Bakan. Rashi brings up this Enyan at the conclusion of the Pasik, Anuvaisid Bakan. So that's one change from the way the Gemara brings it. Another thing, the Gemara is a Gamkain, the Gemara adds more details. Ma Kadish Baruchu Mal Basharumim, the Abish addresses the ones that don't have clothing. Akadish Baruchu Nichem Avelim, the Abish consoles mourners. Vilo Rashi Bipirusha, Ere Mevi Bezin Yanamel. Rashi doesn't mention these two details. And the question is a very strong one here. Why Rashi doesn't mention this? These two details are learned in the Gemara from a simple pshat that you see in the Pasuk. Mefurish, clearly, mentioned in the Teda before this week's Pasha. Where do you see that Debesh addresses the one that needs clothing? In Masha Kosov, when it says right in the beginning, in the Bereshis, Vayas Hashem Melekim Laodem Elishte Kostnasoy Vayalbisha, the Ebishim made them garments, Adam and Chava to wear. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Nichem Avelim, Mihadachse Vayiachem Mois Avram Vayivarach Lekimas Yitzchok. What's the pshat Vayivarach Lekimas Yitzchok? The Ebishim was Menachem Yitzchok after Avram passes away. So these are two things that are mentioned clearly in the Torah before. Verashi Ishmita, and Rashi doesn't bring this. Rashi himself teaches also there that means that was Menachem Yitzchak. So these are things that you clearly see in Pshutish Mikra, and the Gemara brings these examples. So why doesn't Rashi bring these examples? Another question here is, The psukim that the Gemara quotes as a proof to the fact that the Ebishter does Kvura and the Ebishter does Bika Chaylem, Rashi does not quote them. So the Rebbe says, The fact that regarding Bika Chaylem, Rashi doesn't bring the example where we see that the Ebishter is Mavaka Chaylem, that's understood. Rashi Pirish Zer Rashi, Bireish Parshas Vayera. Rashi said this already clearly in the Vadir Vayera, Vayera Elav Hashem, Levaker Sachayla. The Ebisha comes to Avram Avinu for Bikachaylam. Avo, the Indian Kvay Mesim, Havadi Lahavi Arayesh, Akadish Borucho Kova Mesim, Vahainu Aposik, Vayikber Isaac Bagai, Hanem of Negele Mesha. What's the source that the Ebisha does, Kvura? That's benigayet to Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayikber Yosef Bagai. Hanema benigayet to Moshe. Shere posik zeh hula achri parshaseinu. This is written in the Teire later on in Bebesayif Parshas Bracha. So they learned that the Mechamish Lomikra didn't learn this yet in the Chumash. So why does Rashi not bring the posik from later to explain, to bring the proof for the fact that Ebesheh is koivah meisim? Hey, the last question and all of these examples that Rashi brings why does Rashi mention Kvura before Bikachaylam? The order is the other way around. Both as far as the way things happen in the occurrences in a person's life. When a person's alive, there's Bikachaylam. It's Kaidim that comes first. Kvura is obviously later when a person passes away. And the Hamitzad Asayda Bekroi, and both looking at the Seder and the Psukim Shasla Kadesh Baruch where we find in the Torah they they should did this. Shemetchila Bikachaylem Avram, Bikachaylem was by Avram. Vachkach Kvar Meisim Meisha. Only many years later was the Kvura by Meisha. So why does Rashi turn the order around and bring Kvura before Bikachaylem? 
Okay, so generally speaking, the Rebbe's questions here are, the Nigeya to the four times that the expression of Dveikus is mentioned, once in Vashanan Vatamadvekim, twice in Ekev where it says Ladafka in the Sidbok, and then once in this week's parsha where it says Bokon. And what's the difference how Rashi explains them in each one of these places? Twice actually Rashi does not explain it. And then the way Rashi explains here this concept of Kvoy Mesim and Bakakhoilim, the Rebbe had many questions why Rashi has to bring these examples, why only these examples and so on, explaining specifically that these examples are precise, that are negate, the Pshutish Mikra, as the Rebbe will explain. because so the Pshad and all of this is as follows. The Pirish, There is no reason to explain the meaning of the word Dvekim. When the Torah brings it up the first time in Parashas Vashanon, there's no reason to clarify what the term dveikim means in relation to the Eivishter. The Rebbe reminds us, we already learned about this earlier in Parshas Vayishlach, this expression of dveikus. When the Torah there tells us about Shechem that took Dina and he became attached to Dina, what does this mean? The Pasuk there immediately explains what this means. That he loved her, he loved her. So dveikos is an expression of love. Dveikos is the nefesh of the person. The nefesh of the person is attached to the Yebishter. How? Through love. The ava that the nefesh has to the Yebishter. It's not necessary for Rashi to explain this in Parshish Vashanon. Similar when it says in Parshish So there as well, the meaning of Uvoisidbok means love, to attach to the Abishter through love. When it says in Parshas Vashan and Vatim Advekim, it's talking about the present, meaning that today, as Moshe Rabbeinu speaks, he says to Yidin, you today, all of you today, are attached with love to the Ebishter. And when it says in Parshas Ekev, so here, Hizrael the Torah is giving the command for the future. When Yidin will enter into Eretz Yisrael, that even then the Eden should remain dedicated and attached with love to the Ebishter, That's the first two times the Torah mentions the expression of Dveikos and Rashi doesn't say anything. It's self-understood from what the Torah itself explains us in Parshas Vayishlach regarding Vatidbak Nafshe. It means Ava, love. When the Torah writes in the end of Parshas Ekev, here we can't say that the term dveikus means through love. To love the Eibishter, that's mentioned already separately. And right here, before this, in this very Pasuk, the Tate just said to love the Eibishter, and then it says to go in his ways, and then it says an additional thing, Ladovkabai. So it's impossible to say that the Torah repeats the command for Ave after already said, 
So that the term dveikus here is not specifically through love, but it's something more general. Following a person that already has achieved avid to love the the gam lalechas b'chol derachav, and also to go on Debish's ways. She is sala oid v'yagia lepchinas uladavka by. It's a higher level that Debish commands a person comes to the level of dveikus uladavka by mamish to be literally attached to the Debish, not only through the emotion, not only through ave, but there's something even more powerful that's expressed, more inclusive, more general that's included in the word dveikus that you're connected and attached to Debish. That's what we see from the Pshad of the Pasuk. Can't be Ava like it would usually mean. So this is where Rashi has the question. Is it possible to interpret the term Dveikas literally to be really attached to the Ebishter? So what, question, what Rashi's question is here is, How could we interpret the concept of Dveikas that it's higher and more than just love regarding the Ebishter. So in other words, the real thing behind the words of Rashi is not just a question that Rashi says that the Ebishter is Eishayichlohu. Rashi has a hechrich in the Pasuk itself where you see that it's not Ava. It says Ava before. So it has to be Dveikos. If so, now the question becomes, so how could you use the term Dveikos to be attached, to be one with the Ebishter? What does this mean? And therefore Rashi explains, Teir is saying, connect the Talmidim and Chachamim. And then I will consider it as if you are one with Ebishter himself. So the term of Dveikas is being used here through the fact that a person is becoming one with Talmidim and Chachamim. Then you become one with Ebishter. That's the pshat in the end of Parsha Sekev. So we have Ave, and then we have Dveikus, which literally means Dveikus, to be attached, to become one, and that's through attaching yourself to Talmidim and Chachamim. Hinei, so now the Rebbe comes to this week's Parsha, where it says, A voice So let's look first at the context of the whole Parsha. What are we speaking about here? The Torah is speaking about a Novi Sheker that comes and convinces Eden to serve a Vedizara. And the Torah says as follows, There's a prophet, he comes, he dreams, and he makes miracles. And he says, Don't listen to this Novi. The Ebishter is testing you to see whether you love the Ebishter or not with all your heart and all your soul. So the whole theme of the Parsha is what? Speaking about the fact that the Ebishter is testing the level of love that they have for the Ebishter. Are they going to be torn away from their connection for the, their, their love to the Ebishter through this Navi or not? It's all about the Ava. see how Yeshchem so if that's the case, the Torah is saying, don't follow this Navi, because the Ebishter is testing you. And right away it says, rather, the point of this Pasuk here is to negate and take away the words of what the Navi Sheker is telling you. He says, He says, Let's serve Avedizara. 
is hinel uma zez here teira here the teira is warning you and telling you no ki achrea vayle keichem telechu you should follow the evishter vayseit tavaydu instead of a novdeim vayseit tavaydu to serve the evishter. That's the context of the psukim and it's clear what the teira means here. Omnam, however, when the Torah adds the additional words at the end of this, and you should attach yourself to the what's the additional clarification that the Torah is adding with these words of in this context here? And it's not an option to explain the term Dveikis here that the Torah is adding similar to what Dveikis meant before. So we had two pshatim of Dveikis till now. The simple pshat of Dveikis would be Ave, to be connected through love, a Dveikis of the Nefesh, which is through Ave. Or a Dveikis, which really means literally to become one, to attach and become one, which Rashi explained in Parashas Ekev, to be through attaching yourself to Talmidim and Chachamim. Both of those pshatim are not going to work here. We can't say that we're referring over here to the dveikus of love. The whole purpose of why David allows a navi sheker to have this control to be able to perform a miracle. The Torah is clearly saying, right before this passage, to test your love. The whole the theme, the love for the Yevishter, this is the whole purpose of what we're talking about over here. To see to what degree you're dedicated with love to the Yevishter. So the Eich Yitochen, how could you say Shachazer Akosav Lahazer Aleah Betur Pratecha? That after the Torah is finished with the whole thing, the Torah adds at the end Uboisit Bokon, another detail that you should love the Eibushter. The whole parsha is talking about love. The whole parsha is talking about the fact that Eibushter is testing your love. Oid, another detail. The pasuk Zeh Atzmai. In this pasuk, one of the things that it says before Uboisit Bokon, it says Baz Harem Mufureshes. The Torah is clearly warning and commanding this mitzvah of Tishmeru. To keep all the mitzvahs. One of the mitzvahs, included in mitzvahs, is the mitzvah of Avas Hashem. It's a mitzvah like every other mitzvah. So, Voiced Bokon cannot be referring to Ava. Beis, now that Rebbe suggests, how about the Pshat that Rashi said in the end of Parshas Ekev, that Dveikus means to connect, to attach yourself to Talmidim and Chachamim. Chein Koshal Farish Advekus Beparshazu Pirusha. For the following reason. The Pasik here is listing a whole list of things. Going higher and higher. doesn't quote the full Pasik here. And only after all of this you come to a Vaisit Bakun. So it's understood. The conclusion when the Torah says, This is the highest level, the highest level of Dveik is possible. The Hainu meaning, The Pshat of Ubaisit Bakun over here is, and the Rebbe again says, We're not talking about the feeling, the Ave that there is in Dveikus. Kanal, as we said before, that's not the Pshat here. So what does Dveikus mean? I know, but Tachlis at Dveikus. We're talking here about the highest level of Dveikus. 
It's following a whole list of things. And the dveikus here means dveikus to be one, not dveikus as in love. So what are we talking about? We're talking about tachlis advekas, a kind of dveikus that belongs after a whole other list that the person has already reached. It's a level of dveikus that's much more than just a dveikus that comes out in the mitzvah of our hafta. After this whole list, the dveikus here, means a dveikus where there's nothing, this is the tachlis advekas. That's the conclusion of this whole, this is the, the, the ultimate connection and oneness with the evishter, or vayisid bakun. So therefore, Rashi says, we can't say that this ultimate dveikus refers to the dveikus in Tamidim Echachamim. Even though, yes, it's true, through attaching yourself to Tamidim Echachamim, you become one with the Eibishter. And here the Rebbe explains why this is. The Tamidim Echachamim are servants of the Eibishter. And they are like the king himself. So if you connect yourself to those that are the Avodim of the Eibishter, you become connected to the Eibishter. The Kolmakram, however, says the Rebbe, Kivin Talmud, the Chacham, Harehu Basavadam. This Talmud and Chacham is only a Basavadam. Ein Zud Veikis Ba'Kadosh Baruch this is not considered to be direct and in literal Veikis in the Eibishter himself, Afil Eloi Kibavahafta Gaimim Oitcha. Not even on the level of which is the highest level of Ava, the Ava of Bechoma over here, since this Dveikis comes through the intermediary of a Basav Adam, of a Talmud, and a Chacham, so it's not even on that level of Dveikis. Kiyim Kepirish Rashi Shom, but as Rashi says, Maile, Ani, Aleichem, that by, through this Dveikis, the Ebishter says, I consider it as if you dove it to the Ebishter himself. So therefore, to say that this level of dveikus, ke'ilu nidbaktabai, is the tachlis advekas that the Torah is referring to over here, after the whole list of things that the Torah says, the highest and ultimate level of connection, uvaisit bakun means only ke'ilu nidbaktabai, that's not, uh, that can't be the pshader. So therefore, v'kivin shekein ma'i dveikus alazu. So what does the Torah mean by this dveikus that it says here? L'chei mefarash rashi, so therefore rashi introduces yet a new pshat, and he's also answering the question, how could you have a kind of dveikus, which is literally to become one with Hashem? And we can't even give the answer that it's through connecting to a Talmud and a Chacham, and it's Ki'ilu. So how could you become one with Pam Rashi doesn't spell out the question again. Rashi already spelled out this question of how it's possible to be one with Tevishter in Parsha Seiket. And Rashi tells us what's the ultimate highest level of dveikus. Uvaisid bakun is hadbeik bedrachav. To attach yourself to the Eibishter's ways. Gmel chasadim, k'moishas ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu. Du gmelis chesed like the Eibishter himself. Hainu, shebezeh, shat dovuk bedrachav. When you attach yourself to the Eibishter's ways, hinoch dovuk boi mamish. That's an expression of your dveikus. You become one with the Eibishter literally without even a ke'ilu. Not even a ke'ilu, like we explained it before, when a person attaches himself to Talmidim and Chachamim. There, as we already mentioned, Rashi can't say that the dveikus refers to this level of dveikus to be one with the, through the Eibishter's ways. 
Meyachar shekvar nema bepasik hakaidim lo leches b'chol drachov. It already says there lo leches b'chol drachov kanal. Umen ahechlech laham is by inyan neisef. So therefore we have to mention another inyan. V'hainu dveikus b'tamidim v'chachamim. That it refers to dveikus of tamidim and chachamim. So the Rebbe's conclusion so far that we have over here is that as far as the pshat of dveikus, when it talks about the Yidin's dveikus and the Eivish is concerned, we have three different kinds of dveikus. There's a dveikus that's ava. There's the nafshi is the experience, the emotion, the connection that the Yid has to the Eivish and the ava Hashem. That's the dveikus of Parshas Vashanan Vatama dveikim, and when the Torah says uvoisid bok. Then there's the dveikus through connecting to tamidim and chachamim, where the Torah says that when you attach yourself to them, so it's ki'ilunit bakta it's as if you become one with the Eivishter. The deepest dveikus, the tachlas dveikus, the ultimate dveikus, is when you're nidbak bedrachov, when you do gmilas chasadim, k'moi she'asa kadosh baruchu, and the Rebbe in a moment will explain the emphasis of k'moi she'asa kadosh baruchu, and this is the highest level of dveikus. To understand exactly why this is considered to be the ultimate dveikus, more than anything else, more than ava, more than dveikus and tamidim and chachamim, We'll see in the Hemshech HaSiche, and especially in the end, towards the end of the Siche, where the Rebbe explains why this is the ultimate Vekas. Now, the Rebbe is going to return to the details that Rashi explains here, Benigei, to going in the Ebishter's ways. Now we will understand why Rashi enumerates over here as far as attaching itself to the Ebishter's ways. Rashi chooses only these two details to spell out in the Gemilas Chasadim of the Eibishter. Mikivin she'azharas uvoiset bokum ba b'soif kol atzivuim amenuim ba'kosov. As we said, this uvoiset bokum comes at the end of everything the Torah says. Ubeinayim amongst the things that it said before was ganves mitzvahs of tishmeru. It said keep the mitzvahs. Harei muvon she'atzivu yadveikes zu hadbeg bedrachov hu bedava she'chiyuve yene mitzvah ben amitzvus. So this dveikus has to be referring to something which is not an obligation. It's not one of the mitzvus. Ha'ina shalule yatzivu yadbeg bedrachov. If not for this additional commander to attach yourself in the Eibush's ways, lo yoyoy seyu mitzad tzivu mefudashachet. This wouldn't be done because you were already commanded elsewhere. It's not included in any of the mitzvus. L'chein mefadash rashi hadbeg bedrachov gemoyel chasadim. Kvoyer meisim bakachaylim. Rashi spells out these two things, and Rashi says kemoi sheasa kadosh baruchu, and the kvura and bakachaylim should be done like the instances where the Eibushter did it. Rak dvarim elu. It's only regarding these two things onu meitzim shakadosh baruchu asam ba'ifin. So we find Eibushter does them in such a way shebedugmasam gabei adam lehayim uchuyev ligmol chesed zemitzat chiv mitzat mitzvah vechiv. That a person would not be obligated to do kvura or bikachaylim in such a kind of instance the way the Eibushter did it. Verak mishumatzivu had bikbidrachav yasin. And therefore the Torah is saying that you attach yourself to the Eibushter. And you are doing milas chesed and kvuras mesim and bakachaylim. In these instances, the way the Eibushter did it, this is the unique thing of hadbek bedrachov. More than just doing it, what you're commanded, what's included already in the mitzvahs that we know from before. And the Rebbe explains where do we find the unique bikachaylim that's more than what you're obligated. Bikachaylim, gam bematziv shakalish baruch hu balavakres avram. A person should do bikachaylim. Even similar to the situation when the Ebrisha comes to visit Avram Avinu. What's the Chiddush here of this Bikachaylim? 
Ime yais she bevadai kama manosha virei of Baal of Akre. Avram Avinu definitely was not lonely. He definitely had from his people, from his friends that were there visiting him. So he didn't need any visitors to do the mitzvah of Bikachailim. Yet, the Abishak came and fulfilled the mitzvah anyways, to add and to do the Bikachailim, although he had people that were with him. So this teaches us to also go on the Abish's way and do Bikachailim, even in a case where it's Lefnimashur Sadim, where we say to ourselves that there's someone that's there with the Khailah, but nevertheless I'm gonna go and add even more. That's where we see Bikachailim more than the usual by the Abishta. Similar when it comes to Kvura. And here the Rebbe explains where we find Kvura more than the regular, and this does not refer to the Kvura by Meisha. Rashi is not referring to Meisha, Asa Kaddish Baruch Hu, when the Ebesha buried Meisha. The student that's learning the Pasuk here did not learn yet Parshish Vizay Sabracha. If that's what Rashi intends to, uh, that that's what Rashi is referring to, so Rashi should have brought that pasuk. Kiim rather What it's referring to is the kvura of Aaron. It's referring to the kvura of Aaron, which the student already learned about before in Parshas Chukas, and that kvura as well happened through the Ebishter. and the Rebbe here proves it. Shaharei, let's take a look at what happened there. Histalkusei oisib b'mayra, Aaron HaKoyim passes away in the cave. Uba posik nama, what does it say there in the posik? All it says is, Rak vayomas Aaron shom b'roi shohar, umiyad vayered Moshe ve'eloza. And Moshe ve'eloza came down. V'loi niska shom klum oides kfurase. Doesn't say a word about his burial, who buried him. K'moi b'miriam. Right, in the same parasha, it talks about the fact that Miriam passed away. Shenema, and there it says, v'tikov v'shom, she was buried there. By the by, by Aaron Akayim doesn't mention a word about his kvura. In Parsha Sekev, in last week's Parsha, where it brings up again what happened, it does say by that he was buried there. So if you would have thought that maybe he was just left in a cave, exposed without a kvura, no, it clearly says he was buried. So who is the one that did this kvura? Moshe and I mean, sorry, Aaron and Eloza just says vayered vayered Moshe veLoza. They came down. So who did the kvura? So it's the Ebesha that did the Kvura. Most definitely, there were many Yidin available to come and do the Kvura. But nevertheless, the Ebesha said, I'm going to go and do the Kvura myself. So here's an example where we see that the Ebesha does a Kvura in a case where no one else did it. And that there were many others that were available to do it. And uh, nevertheless, the Ebesha says that I'm going to go ahead and do it. The Rebbe adds to this even more. It's absolutely mochrech. We must say according to Rashi, that the Ebesha is the one that did the Kvura. The Eden didn't even know that Arna Kaim passed away. And when Moshe and Allah came and said that Arna Kaim passed away, they didn't believe him. Only after they saw, they were able to show them the image of a, of a mace in a, in a bed, in a mitah, so then they believed. And also, Elazar, beloved Shabbat the Aaron, Bechayov, Nasa Koyin Godl. Elazar himself couldn't have um, buried Aaron a Koyin because he wore the Big the Aaron already in his lifetime, so he became a Koyin Godl. All of them, and regarding a Koyin Godl, it says, even to his father, he's not allowed to become Tommy, so Elazar can't bury him either. The Chain Moshe, 
and Moshe Rabbeinu can't bury Aaron Shirak Bon of Yikaro or Shevet Levi, Moshe Rabbeinu's children are part of Shevet Levi. How about Moshe Rabbeinu himself? Moshe Rabbeinu himself served as a Kohen Gadol the seven days when the Mishkan was put up and down. Those seven Shivas he served as a Kohen Gadol. We never find that this status of a Kohen Gadol was ever taken away from him. So it's also Asr He was also Asr to bury Aaron Akoyin. So, not Moshe buried him, not Allah buried him, and the Yidin that only found out later also didn't. But yet the Rebbe says at the same time, this is not a case of a Mace Mitzvah that there was no one available to bury him. They could have called Yidin. Moshe Rabbeinu could have gone out of the cave and called one of the Yidin to bury him. But he didn't. And the Yidin only found out later. So although it was definitely an option to have the Yidin do the Kvura, the Ebishter says, I'm going to do the Kvura myself. So this is a case where we see that the Ebishter is Kaver Mason in a case where it wasn't necessary for the Ebishter to do so. And as the Rebbe will soon point out, that's not the case by Kvuras Moshe. So both the Bikr Chaylem and Kvuras Aaron, we see that this is not just going in the Ebishter's ways and doing Gemilas Chasadim in cases where you're obligated, but this is Gemilas Chasadim in cases where you're going beyond even a case where it's not even necessary, you're nevertheless going ahead and doing it anyways. So if Alpizem move on, the Rebbe continues, She'ein masen kan lahavi aprat shognos chasadim b'mameinai. Over here, it doesn't fit in to bring up the classic Gemilas Chasadim, which is lending money. Havas mamalisha Israeli, lending money to another Yid. We don't have a clear example in the Torah to find that the Ebrish is done so. This is a clear mitzvah. That's already part of what it says that you should keep the mitzvahs. It's also understood why Rashi does not bring what the Gemara says that the Abish addresses the people that need clothing. There is no clear mitzvah in the Torah to dress a person. And we see clearly that the Abish did dress Adam and Chava because they move on it would be self-understood that a person has to do this, without the Torah adding the Chiddush of Hadbik Bedrachav to attach yourself to the Abish's ways. If you're dressing somebody that literally has no clothing, like in the case of Adam and his wife, there was nobody that could provide them any clothing besides the Abishter. This is included in a mitzvah, in a clear mitzvah, and it's specifically regarding clothing. Regarding taking a mashkin, and you take a garment that a person has to use during the day or during the night, you have to return to him his garment that he needs for the daytime by day and for the nighttime by night. So over there we're talking about, the Rebbe says, a garment that is not completely undressed, and nevertheless you have to return it to him for the time that he needs it. So most definitely it's understood that that includes that a yid has to see to it and dress another person that has no clothing at all. So that's an obligation. That's something that's not the chiddush of uvoi sidbakun. Now that ever comes back to the union of kvura, 
So it's be better understood in the simple pshat here. Why lepidish Rashi gam lekedugmen esefes akvuris aaron kvay meisin kamoisha kavar kadosh baruch hu gamis meisha. Rashi does not at all make any mention of the fact that we find that Abishur buried Meisha Rabbeinu. K'mosha kosav ayikbara yisei bagai kibagimara. Kineisif alzeh shehein ein hechrech loyma shakadosh baruch hu kavroi. There, it's actually not 100% clear that it's the Abishur that buried Meisha. Ukanirim izesha Rashi hevisham pirish hasheni. Rashi there actually brings two pshatim. Shuhu kavar asatzma that Meisha buried himself. But he negam lefi pirish harisha. And even according to the first pshat. The Debishter himself personally buried Meisha Rabbeinu. When Meisha Rabbeinu passes away, the Debishter wanted that it should be in such a way that nobody should know his burial place. For whatever reason. So it wasn't an option that Yidin should come and bury Meisha Rabbeinu. It has to remain completely secret. So the fact that the Ebishter does the Kvura of Meisha is not a source for the example that the Ebishter does Kvura even when somebody else could do this. Like in the case of Aaron that many Yidin could have done the Kvura. So therefore Rashi is referring to the example of Kvura's Aaron when, when he says that the Ebishter was Kvura Meisim and not the Kvura of Meisha. Why, specifically in this week's parasha, Rashi spells out the details, the two examples of Gemayel Chasadim. So over there in parasha Seikev, where Rashi is explaining, so who rachum v'atatirachum? The Ebesh is merciful, you should be merciful. Who goyim al-chasadim v'atak mal-chasadim? Mibli levaya pratav shal gmal-chasadim. And there Rashi does not explain what does gmal-chasadim entail. Lalechez b'chol drachav b'soyev parashat seikev. There when the Tere writes to go on the Ebesh's ways, nema b'hemshech u'kipirish la'aschol ha'sinyan. It's a continuation and it's elaborating on what it begins. Kim shom etishmon en eskola mitzvah zois to keep the mitzvahs asher anuchi mitzavah eschem lasoisa that I command you to fulfill umevayir umefarish and then the Torah spells out la avas avayalekecha la leches b'chol derachav agaimer to love the Eibushter and go in his ways. So when came move on she kavanas akosav la alicha bedrachav who gaimachasadim vaatag melchasadim this includes all Gemilas Chasadim. It's not speaking about a specific category of Gemilas Chasadim. It's all inclusive. It also includes those that are clearly spelled out as a mitzvah in Torah. This, when it says, is spelling out what it just mentioned before, those mitzvahs that Ebesha commands you to do. But it also includes those that are not clear in Teireh. That if the Ebesh is going Mechsadim, you should as well. So over here, it, Rashi doesn't spell out because it's all inclusive. G'mayel Chasadim like the Ebesh. The Teireh already tells us the Lechas B'chol Who going Mechsadim? 
And the Yaid, as we mentioned before, the Pasuk Zekva Nehmar, in this Pasuk already says, Ves Mitzvahis of Tishmur, mentions already the fulfillment of Mitzvahs. And the Loikak Domel Asiyim Akasav Ubaisid Bakam. It's not as a beginning that will follow up and elaborate when it concludes Ubaisid Bakam. Alkeprat Bifnayatzma. There's two different things. There's the Mitzvahs, and then there's Ubaisid Bakam. Hare Muvon, Shaina Madubekan, Bacholin Yonig Milis Chasodim. So over here, we're not talking about Gemilas Chasadim in general. Here we're talking about a specific category of Gemilas Chasadim where it's done even in a case where your Gemilas Chesed is not necessary. You're going above and beyond, like the Abishta did it. So therefore, Rashi spells out the two examples that fit into that category. So since over here Gemal Chasadim Kvar Mesim or Bakachaylim Kan that's mentioned over here the Kvar Mesim and Bakachaylim Hinam Ba'ifin She'ein Ala Adam La Saisam talking about a case where the person is not obligated Machmas Mitzvah Vechiyev because of any mitzvah obligation El Rak Mishum Shakalish Baruchu Oisekach La Ala Adam Lidavik Bedrachov that the person is purely doing it. Because this is what the Eibushta does, and the person is is attaching himself to the Eibushta. So this will also answer the question we asked before: Why does Rashi bring the order Kvar Mesim First Kvura and then Bekechaylim. Both regarding the way that we see the Eibushta did this. As far as how it happens in the lifetime of a person. It should be the other way around. First, and then Kfur. But Rashi here wants to emphasize the effort that the person is involving himself in doing this beyond what he's obligated. So when it comes to Kfur, it's something that takes effort. There's no concern that the person himself could be harmed by Kfur. Which is not the case when it comes to Bikachaylim, there's also effort involved in this, less than Kvura, but more importantly, there's a concern that if it's contagious, you may get the sickness that of the person that you're visiting. So this is something that you're putting yourself, your own well-being in danger by fulfilling this. So Rashi first brings Kvar Mesim and then Bikachaylim. Using a lighter example first, an example where a person is working hard, Kvura, and in a case where what he's doing is not even, he wasn't personally needed, but yet he's not putting himself in harm's way. And then Rashi says an even bigger Chiddush of Bikachaylim, you're doing something where you're not even needed, and you're doing it in a way that you're putting yourself in harm's way. The way Rashi quotes this is similar to the Pasuk itself that begins from and then it goes higher and higher until the Tachlis Advekas of Ubaisid Bakun. So Rashi as well says that in this Dvekas of Ubaisid Bakun, there's one level of Kver Mesim and then there's even more, which is Bakachaylim. That you, it's, you're doing something not needed even when you're mamish sacrificing your own well being. So now we can understand also why Rashi does not bring up the fact that Tebisha was Menachem Mavel. Which refers to Nichem Avelim. So the Rebbe explains key. The reason is 
in the brackets, the Rebbe says, So here the Rebbe points out, if you take a look actually in Rashi there, what the pshat in Vayavarach Lekimis Yitzchak, you'll see that Rashi brings a second pshat. It not, that doesn't necessarily mean Nicham Avelim. The pshat of Nicham Avelim is not so poshet. But besides that, move on who b'mekolshkin v'kavachayme mishne advarim kvar meisim u'bakachaylim. Once Rashi mentions these two examples of Kvar Mason, where there's a big effort involved, and Bikr Chaylam, which as we said, is even putting your own life or your own well-being in danger, it's already self-understood from this. If in a case where there's a big effort, hard work, like in the case of Kvurah, or in a case where there's a danger you can get sick, like Bakr Chaylam, a person has to attach himself and go in the Abish's ways and do these chasadim. Needless to say, in a case of nicham avelim, when you're going to be menachem avel somebody, sheim bezel derech harogel, in a usual case, there's no tircha involved and there's no concern of you harming yourself in any way. So therefore, there's no point in adding this other example here. Rashi is bringing these two examples, which is unique to the day. We find that Abishu did this in a way even when he wasn't needed. And here in these examples, you also see the unique effort and the unique thing that the person's doing here. And therefore, it's not necessary anymore to mention at all Nechem Avelim. Avol al The last question that Eben now addresses in the Pshar of Rashi here. So now, if Rashi is bringing these two examples, and there's such a focus that these two examples show us clearly the Eibushter is Gemilas Chasadim, so Mikivish Rashi Tzarech Lefaret Kvar Mason Rashi has to spell out these two examples. In Cain, Lomalele Rashi Lahakdem Aklal Dahadbek Bedrach of Gemil Chasadim. Why does Rashi bring the Klal? Why does Rashi bring up the fact that these are details of Gemilas Chasadim? Havalele Meima Hadbek Bedrach. He should have just mentioned Kvure and Bikachaylim, and that includes everything. Why is it necessary for Rashi to bring up Gemilas Chasadim as the Klal, and that the Kvure and Bikachaylim are details of this Klal? The Yuvon, so the Rebbe says, to understand this, let's look at the whole Indian of Gemilas Chasadim. The Yuvon, there's an argument amongst the Rishayim that count mitzvahs when it comes to the different details that are included in Gemilas Chasadim. Nicham Avelim, Kfures Meisim, Bikachaylim, Halbashas Arumim, all these examples that we mentioned before. Shalafi Shittas HaBahag, according to the Bahag, Lafi Pirish Rambam, the way that Rambam understands the Bahag, Nechshavais Lemitzvahs Miyuchadis Kalechad Bifniatzmai. Each one is considered to be a separate mitzvah. The Teireh shows us that the Evishta did them in separate places, and therefore he says, the Abishta wants you to do them like the Abishta did them, and each one is counted as a separate mitzvah. Vishitas Aramba, Shakula Nichlalis be mitzvah achas betaira. No, all the details of Gemilas Chasadim are included in one mitzvah, Vahaftalariacha Kamecha, the mitzvah Vahaftalariacha Kamecha. Upratia mitzvah is the Nicham Avelim, a Kuris Mason, a Bikachailim, but to mitzvah Smiuchadais, a mitzvah Sashashashal Devreim. Dividing them into separate mitzvahs, Midrabbanon, each one is its a separate mitzvah for itself. But Minatayra, they're all considered to be included in one mitzvah of the Haftal Racha So now, this is the Bahag, and this is the Rambam. Where, how, what does Rashi hold about this? 
הנה בזה שרש"י מקדם הדבק בדרוכוב, גמול חסודים, ואחר כך מפרט כבר מייסם ובקר חיילם. רש"י explains who voiced בוקון, רש"י says that it means גמולס חסודים. And then he spells out that that גמולס חסודים entails כבר מייסם ובקר חיילם. הרי מלמדנו דרך אגב שיטוס השיינה בעניין זה. So דרך אגב רש"י is teaching us that he has a different opinion, a third opinion on this matter. The fact that a person should connect and attach himself to the Abish's ways. Where did we learn this out from? Not from what it says. And the Gemara Dashans in this, this is a Pasuk in Parshish Yisrael, the Abish's ways, and Ba Zekvura, that Yelchu is one limud, Ba is another limud, Kol Mitzvim Limud Miyuchad, both Kvura and Bikachaylim are learned from a separate word. So that's the source of the Bahag that says that it should be counted as separate mitzvahs. The Gam, Loimi Vahalachta Bedrachov, it's also not learned out from Vahalachta Bedrachov, which it says in Parshish Kisavoy, Drachov, Shem Loshen Rabim. Kiim rather mi Uboi Sidbokun. It's learned out according to Rashi from what it says here, Uboi Sidbokun. She'ein Mudgish Bezer Remez Lenyonim Rab. In Uboi Sidbokun, it means you should attach to the Abishta. It doesn't talk about many things in this passage, it doesn't say a Loshen Rabim. So what we understand from this is that the Taita here, it's using what? Singular term? It's really telling us one thing. That's what Rashi begins with. It's a singular term, one G'mol HaSadim. This one thing has details in it. It is expressed in the details of K'var Mesim and Bakachaylim. Which means that Rashi's opinion is not like the opinion of the Bahag, the separate words in the Torah that it's learned out from, or at least it's learned out from Drochov, which is Loshen Rabim, and therefore can be countered as separate mitzvahs. The Gamloi Kedas Rambam Atzmai, and Rashi's opinion is also not like the Rambam that says, Shem Mitzvahs Perotius Shal Devreyem, that it comes from Ve'ahavta, but Midrabanon it's separate mitzvahs. It comes from the mitzvah of Yahafta. Kiyem, rather Rashi's shita is, Shehein mitzvah sasei achaz de gemilos chasadim. It's one mitzvah of gemilos chasadim. Uvoi sidbokum. To attach yourself to the Ebishter. Hamizchalekes lekamo mitzvah sasei protim. And this one mitzvah is divided in many protis de gemitzvahs. So on one hand, it's one mitzvah, because the Torah writes a singular term, but this very mitzvah of G'milas Chasadim is divided into the many details of B'kechelem and Minatayra. It's divided into mitzvah Haseh Pratim of K'var Mesim and B'kechelem. According to the Rambam, which means love, to love your fellow, so you can't say that Minatayra, this is divided into Pratim. Minatayre, it's just one Indian. It's the, the feeling of Ava, that's it. That's what the mitzvah is. So all these actions, Minatayre, are not protim, are not divided into protim. The Rabbanon made it into protim. However, according to Rashi, Uvoisid Bokun means Gmilas Chasadim. And Gmilas Chasadim has these instances, these cases of Gmilas Chasadim that are mitzvah Sasei Protim. So therefore, Minatayre, you have these mitzvah Sasei Protim that are all included in this Gmilas Chasadim. In the Ha'ara, the Rebbe Bavarans, although in the Sikha we explained that the whole uh, Indian of Ubaisid Bokken here is beyond the mitzvah. It's even in cases where it's not necessary. The Rebbe says, yes, true, that's the Pshad of Ubaisid Bokken. 
But nevertheless, obviously, a Baisid Bakan also refers to cases where it's a Chiyuv, and we can see Rashi's Shittah bin to the mitzvah of Gemilis Chasadim and the details of this mitzvah. You can take a look in Ara 53. Okay, this is the conclusion of the Rebbe's Hezber for all of the details in Rashi. The, the four different times the Teda uses the expression of Dveikus. Really, we have three different levels of dveikus: the dveikus of Ave, the dveikus of to be connected to Talmidim and Chachamim, and then the dveikus of going in the Eibush's ways beyond when it's not even necessary to do it. That's the highest level of dveikus, and all the other details that the Rebbe explained over here and the examples that Rashi brings. Here, the Rebbe will explain al pichsidus the sinyan, and the Rebbe will really come back also to answer the basic question over here: Why? is this Indian of doing milas chasadim, even takag milas chasadim, that's lefnim shuras adin, even when you're not needed. But why is that considered to be the highest level of dveikus? So like the Rebbe said before, the tachlis advekus. So the Rebbe here will explain this in the, the next, uh, within what the Rebbe says, we'll see the Hezbo to this. Miyena shal rashi. Mikivin so this command that the Torah here says that a person should attach himself to the Eibushter. Last is Kamoishas Hakadosh Baruch to do like the Eibushter does. Nema ba'kasev b'lashon uvoisid b'kum. The Torah chooses to say this with these words that you're becoming one. You're attaching yourself to the Eibushter. Talking about going in the Eibushter's ways, and the Torah expresses that by saying uvoisid b'kum. The ultimate oneness and unity with the Eibishter. This, when a person does Gmilis Chasadim like the Eibishter, this is the ultimate expression of Dveikus. And it's not even... The ultimate vekas, the unity with Eivishter, is not doesn't come out so powerfully when you fulfill mitzvahs. Anama because of Lefneza, which says before this in the Pasik. This vekas, this is the highest inyan. The question here is, mitzvah, The word mitzvah we know means not only a commandment, but to connect to the Eivishter. So the person becomes connected and one with the Eivishter. So ve'echav shalayma shal achreves mitzvayisav tishmeru ba kasev lohisiv dveikus shalem agia rak al yidei alichim b'derachav shal kadosh baruch that after the mitzvahs which is already at safsav echibur nevertheless there's something additional that you arrive to this level of dveikus that only comes after this and then how through going to the avishes ways maya dveikus shalemayla maat safsav echibur shal yidei kiyum mitzvayisav shal kadosh baruch what level of dveikus is higher then becoming one with the Eibishter through the mitzvahs. So the Pshari is as follows. So let's really appreciate and understand what the real concept of Dveikus is. Every mitzvah, the premise of a mitzvah is that there's a commander. There's a person that's listening and receiving a command and there's a commander. The person is being commanded to fulfill this. The very fact that he has to be commanded, what does this prove? That the connection, the unity of the person with the Eibishter, There is an entity, there's a person here. There's the Eibishter, there's the commander, and then there's the entity of the person. A separate entity. And he receives the command, and he fulfills the command that the Eibishter commanded him to do. 
So as great as this Dveikus is, or not Dveikus, as great as this Tzafsa V'chibur is, the premise of this whole Tzafsa V'chibur is that there's two different entities here. Which is not the case with the expression of the words of Voiced Bokon. Although Voiced Bokon itself is written in the Torah as a command, but nevertheless, what's the real concept of Dveikus? The Torah is not telling you, even though it entails to go on the Abish's ways, but that's not how the Torah expresses it. The Torah does not say, do Gemilus Chasadim. El the real mohos and concept of what the Torah is speaking about over here is the dveikus. The we want is what the Eibishter. Dveikus is something else. Dveikus is we are one. Not that there's two entities and I'm following a command and that creates a connection. That creates a tzavse v'chibur. Dveikus is to be megala the fact that who am I really? I'm one with the I am one with him. That's really what this dveikus over here means. Ah, it says it's tzivui. So the Rebbe says it's written b'derech tzivui, but what is the tzivui? The tzivui is to be one, to reveal the fact that you really are one. And then the Rebbe adds, to answer this point here, that on one hand, the dveikus is beyond the command. It's a unity higher than a command, but at the same time, it's written as a tzivui. Even if in the beginning a person is expressing his dveikus, he begins in his Avedis Hashem as doing it as a command, because the Ebishter commands him to connect on this level. But then ultimately you become one. What you reveal is that you become completely one with the commander that it's, it's beyond a commander. It's not necessary to have a command. What gets revealed here is that you are one with the mitzvah. You and him are one. That's the real, well, that's the real concept of dveikus. Dveikus is not two entities coming together. When you hear the word dveikus, dveikus might sound like that you're attaching, you're bringing together two entities. That's not the real term dveikus. Dveikus means I'm attached because that's where I am. That's who I really am. That's my true mitzvah. That's the real concept of dveikus. It begins through a mitzvah, but then the mitzvah is to come to the real concept of dveikus where you become one. Dugmeladova, the Rebbe brings an example for this where you see that dveikus begins with a person doing it as a tzivoy and then it comes to something even higher where you become one. Shmai Nesra. When we daven Shmai Nesra, the highest point of davening. So how does it begin? There's a preparation. And what's the beginning? The person has to prepare for his davening. So the, there's the person that's doing this, the Eibishter. And he has to come towards the Eibishter and to speak to the Eibishter. So in that sense, it's two separate entities. But but then what's the davening itself? You come and you're there right in front of the king. At that point, there's nothing even that a person can show anything of his own expression. Like the, the example the Gemara says, meaning to make any signals of any sort. Compl- absolute bittle standing in front of a king. All preparations he did before in your davening to come to this point, now even that expression of the davening itself shouldn't be expressed either. Standing just quietly with your feet together like a servant in front of a master. At that point, what does the person feel? I'm here in front of the master and I'm absorbed in his presence. I'm completely one with the master himself. So here you see this concept that it begins with the person's preparation, but it ultimately leads into the real Shmei which is Avdekam Imari. 
So this is the real concept of Dveikus. Dveikus is not the connection of two entities, like in a mitzvah. Dveikus is revealing the fact that we are one entity. So now we can understand as well, the great level, as the Rebbe said before in the Sikha, the highest level of the whole list that the Torah says here, and this is incomparably greater than everything it says before in this passage, the mitzvah of to fulfill so before, when we learned the Sikha, so the Rebbe says there's Gemilas Chasadim, which is a Chiyov, when you're needed and you have to lend money to somebody. And then that's when you do it, Lifnim Asadim. Okay, so that has been, would be that it's a step above. You're doing it, Lifnim Asadim. But now the Rebbe is explaining to us it's a completely different thing. What is this Gemilas Chasadim? If you're not needed, so why are you doing it? It's because it's Kemoi Shasa Kadosh Baruch If this is the Eibishter's character trait, if this is what the Eibishter does, since you are one, so you do the same way, B'derech Mimele. It's an expression of the fact that you are one. If you're one with the Eibishter, so his character trait becomes yours and is expressed through you. That's the pshat over here, of the fact that you do it even when you're not necessarily like the Eibishter did it. It's, a, it's an expression of your dveikus and the Eibishter. So it's be'ein aroich, it's not just l'fnim m'shur sadin. It's a completely different level of connection to the Eibishter. So this also answers the question, which is gam al mikra, a question that you could ask even in the simple pshat of the Pasik. If the pshat of dveikus is to attach yourself in the, the ways of the Eibushter, or even the pshat that Rashi says in Ekev, to attach yourself to talmidim and chachamim, why doesn't it say clearly in the Torah, why doesn't the Torah talk about the drachav? That's what the, that, isn't that what it entails? Isn't it about the drachim of the Eibushter? Or talmidim and chachamim? Why doesn't the Torah say that? Elamai, the Torah wants you to understand what the essence of this thing is. The essence of this dveikus is dveikus, that you are one. The fact that you are one expresses itself that whatever the Eibishter does, you're doing as well, but derech memela, without a command. So the Torah is telling you the essence of the matter. It's not telling you the expression that it comes out in the fact that you're doing it, it's telling you what it is, it's real dveikus. That's the pshat, even in Pshut Mikra, the Rebbe says, in the concept of dveikus here. The Rebbe brings the story for this. This is the story about the Alter Everything the Alter Rebbe did was similar to the way it was by the Eibishter. He would fall into a sleep on his own. Because it says that this is a time of Shina above, and the Alter Rebbe was in the same state of being. So it happened because of him being one. It's not something he had to do. Regarding Rab Hillel Paracher, it says, He didn't fall asleep on his own. He went to, he went to sleep. He was following and going in the same way, the way it is above. But by Dalte Rebbe, it was Dveikus. The way it is Lamaila. Just like we find a similar thing, the way it is, the way the Ebishter responds to our Aveda below. From Yidin to the Ebishter. The Pasuk says, Havayit Silcha, the Ebishter is your shadow. 
explains just like with the shadow of a person whatever movements and whatever a person does the shadow follows the person it's not that the shadow is, is, is thinking and the shadow is doing what the person does it, it's a reflection of him it, it, it's, it's, it's one it's, the shadow is, is doing what he does if this is what he does that's what the shadow does it's b'derech memela all movements and everything a person does below, this is the response that happens above because of the unity between us and the Ebishter. So just as this is true as the Ebishter's response, because of his connection to us, the same is also true from the Ebishter to, to the Eden. What the Ebishter does, the Yidin are doing the same thing. Because a person becomes so one with the Ebishter, he is automatically doing what the Ebishter does. This expresses the greatest dveikas, the high, the tachlis dveikas of Yidin with the Ebishter. This expresses the fact that Yidin are one, we're, we're part of the Ebishter. When a Yid is connected and one with the Ebishter, and he does below what the Ebishter does, the fact that Yidin are one with the Ebishter, that really the Yidin and the Ebishter are one and the same entity. It's not two entities coming together, but we reveal the truth that it's Chad Mamish. And then, then, then the Rebbe concludes, this is something that's written here in the Torah. So it's a lesson to every single Yid. And the very fact that the Torah commands this, this is empowering every single Yid to reach this level, to be one with the through connecting and being one by going in the Ebishter's ways, as the Rebbe said before, it begins as a tzivoy, that the Yid does it as a tzivoy. And this is an Asinus Kayach to bring him to the real Dveikos, Acha, Saif, Saif, that a person will automatically follow and do what the Ebishter is doing, like what the Ebishter does, because the Yid is one with the Ebishter himself.